That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi, check it out. The Patreon app for your smartphone is absolutely the best way to stay up to date with new episodes of The Bob Seska Show. Every time we got a new episode, you're going to get an automatic alert on your phone, notifications for the free shows on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and notifications for the Friday after party and the Shadow Docket shows too. You can listen at home or in the car with just a couple of swipes, and you can join our community of listeners in the comments under each episode and on the new Bob Seska Show chat room. Subscribe for as little as $1 a month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Then download the Patreon app from the App Store on your phone, and you're all set. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Holy underwear. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, February 7, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,113 of the Biden-Harris administration, 272 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram at the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. So the great Tim Russ returns to the show today. You might know Tim as the Vulcan Tuvok on Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek Picard. Or you might know Tim as the guy who was raking the desert in Mel Brooks's Spaceballs. Or you might know Tim from his band, The Russ Crew. I got links in the description for his latest appearances. Today we talked about the D.C. Circuit's immunity decision, why Republicans are nominating a candidate who might not be eligible to be president, and the latest on the border security deal in Congress. We also discussed some astronomy, some Star Trek, and a whole lot more. Stick around for this one. Meantime, don't forget to support this podcast by subscribing to us on Patreon, BobZeskaShow.com. Okay, here's my talk with the great Tim Russ. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Well, so a week or two ago, we were firing off text messages to each other, wondering if Trump's criminal trials will ever get underway. And we were both pretty uh, pessimistic about all of it, which was rare. Usually you're talking me off a ledge or I'm talking you off a ledge. But this time we were both on the ledge. You're like, hey, who's behind us? Nobody. Okay. But it looks like the D.C. Circuit has uh, solved it for us, at least for now, right? Are you still concerned that there's going to be more and more delays? Well, you know, I think that the language in in this uh, decision by the D.C. court, I believe it specified that there are any further appeals 
would not uh, should will not cause any more delays. As right. I said, um, are not allowed to cause any more delays. That that language is in there. Yeah. So that means if he appeals, which is they have to do by Monday, mm-hmm. that 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 they should still be able to uh, move the case forward. Yeah. Uh, the trial and 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 I I think they should have been doing that anyway. Um, right. You know why 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 stop the ro- the wheels, man? That actually puts more pressure on the courts to get the decision done faster. Yeah. And and in fact, they're on their way so that a decision comes down. Uh, which in this case, I'm pretty sure they knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, in their favor, then then they're already that much farther ahead. Why stay the quest? Just keep it going, man. Why don't stop anything? Yeah. Uh, you know, don't be afraid for God's sakes, and don't stop anything. Keep it going. Well, you know, put the pressure on them. You know. Yeah, it's important for democracy for people to know whether or not he's guilty of these crimes. I mean, we we all know, but I mean, in generally, yeah. as far as having something on the official record that Donald Trump did these things, and that's going to be important for a lot of people to make their decisions for November. And in fact. What we've seen, at least if we want to believe the polling, is that a lot of people are saying that they're not going to vote for him. People who would otherwise vote for him are not going to vote for him if he's convicted. Do you, do you actually believe that? Do you, I mean, let's take that at face value, that the polls are actually correct about that. Do you think people will do what they say to pollsters and not vote for Donald Trump, given that they were I otherwise think, going to? I think there's a large percentage of them yeah. that will, in fact, not vote for him. And, in fact, that is why. He keeps delaying the trials. He is delaying yeah. because his own internal, you know, uh, people mm-hmm. um, have, you know, told him that, you know, here's the here's what the numbers are. He's heard all that information. That's why yeah. he's trying to delay all this stuff, because he knows if he gets convicted, he's going to lose even more voters. Because, in fact, you know, we know that if he got convicted and he and everybody on the Republican side, you know, would still vote for him, even if mm-hmm. he was in prison. Yeah. Um, there are a percentage of people who would vote for him while he was literally sitting in a jail cell. Yeah. But if he knew that all of them, you know, for the most part would still vote for him, he wouldn't probably wouldn't be as concerned about it. I think he's concerned about it because he knows the same thing that that's been polled is that a lot of people, those polls are consistent. I mean, they've yeah. been a hundred percent wall to wall that mm-hmm. there's clear. It's clear that some of his supporters outside of the MAGA, of course, <laughs> um, will not vote for him if he's convicted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's great. You know, also it just shuts him up for a while because the problem is, and and this is why, you know, he, he he should be sitting in somebody's jail now for violating either gag orders or or also just you know, awaiting trial. It's because his yap, if he's got you have to shut him up. Yeah. The problem is, is that he keeps, you know, you you've got to quiet him. You've mm-hmm. got to put him away so he's not, you know, in the news twenty four seven. You know, making rallies and speeches and nonsense all the time. You know, that's the reason why. You know, it's important to actually do the trial and get his ass in jail so that he's he's quiet. Yeah. You know, we just don't have the noise. It's not only the fact that, you know, that it's the right thing to do. It's also that people are, their lives mm-hmm. are at stake. Their lives are at stake. Anybody who is, you know, uh, countering him, anybody who's going up against him, who's fighting him, yeah. anybody who's causing him all this grief, his followers, you know how they are. They're crazy, man. <laughs> so all these people have a millions of dollars of extra security because they have to protect themselves from lunatics. Yeah. You know, this dude that just chopped off his father's head, for God's sakes, man. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because because of politics, because he's on one side of the political wing and his father was on the other. Really? So if he's willing to do that to his dad, you think he gives a rat's ass about, you know, Chutkin or, or uh, Fawny Willis or anybody else? 
That's right. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, those are the kinds of people that this guy keeps, you know, uh, stirring the stochastic terror pot, you know, to get them to, to go out and do these things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's another reason, the main reason why we need to shut him up. Yeah. You know, just not have him on the airwaves in any way, shape or form. That's, you know, my God. Yeah, th- I think there is still a value, though, in people hearing how fucking crazy he's gone since <laughs> even since he was last president. What drives me bananas is when judges actually allow him to get away with things that other defendants have never been able to get away with. If I had been Judge Kaplan or Judge Ngoron and Donald Trump had behaved like that, I would have done what I would have done to any other defendant and let the chips fall where they may. I understand this. Let's dance around Donald Trump because he's wigging out and this is what he wants us to do. He wants us to shut him up so he can go and complain on Truth Social how the judge is shutting him up and won't, won't let him talk. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm complete in complete agreement with you on that one as far as the, uh, the judge is giving him way too much latitude. You know, entirely too much. And, yeah. and it's as if, you know, it's as if they're just afraid of him, you know, for some reason. They're just afraid, you know, because he had the word president by his name at one point in time. You know, uh, they're frightened of to actually exercise. They're the only guardrails we have, mm-hmm. you know, right now. And that, that's been reinforced, obviously, with this appeals case. But they're the only guardrails we have against him yeah. is the people who have the power to actually do something. That's them. Mm-hmm. And, and they have to exercise that power. They have to not be afraid to exercise that power. And on the other side of the coin, as we are talking about before, about whether it was better to have him shut up for a while than not, yeah. you know, the example was, it was Belisario in, in, uh, down south in Brazil because when he lost that election, you know, everybody turned their back on him. Mm-hmm. He became a pariah. He, you know, they, they, it, it, that was it. Yeah. And he became irrelevant. See, there's that irrelevancy. Trump can't stand not being in the spotlight. He mm-hmm. can't stand not having a chance to say something to the cameras. He'll die without that, that opportunity. And I think that, that there, there's something to be said by him not being able to say anything, not be able to, 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 to do a rally, not be yeah. able to say anything crazy. He's already said stuff that's crazier than anybody else ever has. Right. And it hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped anybody. But I think that if you don't see him, I think it's not a bad idea, not a bad strategy to, to quiet him down because then, then we can focus on other things besides him. Yeah. You know, and, and that gives us a chance to get the other, that gives us a chance to get our message out which is countering all the nonsense that these guys are blabbing on about, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be some surrogate of his out there screaming and hollering about him being in jail and whatever, you know, uh, that we can still go to. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, I think it's, it demonstrates also, uh, you know, a lesson. It demonstrates here's what, you know, happens if you do this, this, and this, like we're saying, it's like, you know, we have to, if you make an example of them, even if it's for, you know, a week or two or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, that he's not allowed to do anything or even house arrest, you know, where he's not able to communicate with the public for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Something, <laughs> something that they could have put him in Mar-a-Lago with a, with a, you know, an ankle bracelet on and, and, and you know, not allowed him to do any, anything public at all for two weeks, at least at a time, every yeah. time he screwed up, Yeah. you know, that would have been a really good example. Two weeks goes by pretty quick. So uh, that would have been a good example uh, just to show, you know, here's what happens if you do A, B and C, you know, you get some kind of 
punishment yeah you know for that and we don't have to hear him for two weeks the secret would be getting the pro-trump media to stop talking about him i I wonder what it would take for that to happen have you ever thought about that like what would it require for fox news and some of the fox news copycats newsmax and real american news and all those uh channels way down the dial what would trump have to say for them to finally go Oh, wait, fuck this guy. <laughs> We're not going to cover this guy anymore. I'll tell you what it'll take. It'll take, you know, an episode of Star Trek or Twilight Zone. You know, <laughs> it, that, that, that's what that is. It's an episode of Star Trek or Twilight Zone. Yeah. That has yet to be done, actually. I don't, I don't think there's an episode anywhere in the shows where they, where they deal with, uh, the, you know, the proliferation of, of, of misinformation or this, the dissemination of, of misinformation and lies and things like that in the media yeah. in order to completely twist an entire culture around or try to twist the, the crew of the ship around. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It could go either way. It could be interesting to see it actually filtering out through, you know, the gossip machine or the or the misinformation machine actually affecting the way the crew behaves or what they do. Yeah. There there's something there's something about that, Bob. And I and unfortunately, um, in our country, you know, the the Constitution, unlike some other developed nations, uh, some other developed nations, of, for example, Germany, you, there are limitations mm-hmm. on what you can say yeah. publicly. What the UK, there are certain things you cannot say. They have a very specific history and a past. They do not want to, you know, to go down uh, the road of anytime soon again. So there are limitations to what you can get away with saying mm-hmm. uh, there in some of the other countries. But um, here, because of the Constitution, because of the, uh, the, the free, right to free speech, it's very difficult. The only thing that you could possibly do with Fox News is, is force them not to call themselves news. Um, <laughs> the, FCC, the FCC, because they are cable news. The other ones are not cable anymore. I think those guys are all streaming, aren't OAN and, and Newsmax yeah, yeah. are only streaming. They're not on cable. So Fox, you could say to, you could say to Fox, you know, we're going to pull your license to be on the air. You know, if you were going to disseminate, you know, misinformation and 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 uh, and lies and things like that, that you must be able to report accurate, factual news. Yeah. I don't see why that is not something we could enforce. That's that's reasonable. I think you know you can report, not unlike what you know CNN might do. You know, you'll have people on there, and I know there's a lot of opinion on all the cable news stations. That's mm-hmm. what it is now, but you can still have actual facts reported you know when the anchors are talking about something or when somebody you know spouts something that's supposed to be a a fact but it's not that it has to be a fact or it has to be retracted once the information you know they realize that whatever that is is nonsense that that's a i'll give you an example what's his name you know i think it was charlie kirk or somebody Mm -hmm. was talking about you know the uh, the uh taylor swift being recruited by the pentagon to be a to to be a psyops operation and he used a piece of footage of somebody on a stage at a symposium or whatever it was making a presentation that had that was discussing the use of taylor swift and social media to influence um politics (laughs) yeah and he showed that he showed this on his show and i think he's either he was either he wasn't fox i think that was either it was either Newsmax or um, OAN. I, I don't think it was Fox, mm-hmm. or it might have been his own show. But he had this behind him, and he was saying, there, there it is right there. There's an example of Taylor. Here's, here's proof that the Pentagon used her, yeah. you know, uh, to uh, recruited her for a PSYOPs operation to get voters to vote for Biden. Well, 
that piece of footage he was showing had nothing to do with the Pentagon. It was completely, it was another entirely different uh, symposium. It was a whole different subject matter. <laughs> right, of but course. he says he's on air saying that that's what that is. And that mm. is completely not factual. So something like that is an example. Yeah. If it was on Fox and they used it as an example, not not having done any homework, of course, to, to, to figure out that it wasn't, that they would have to retract that. You know, or they wouldn't be allowed to put that on saying that that's what that was, that the Pentagon was behind all of that. No. So that's the that's a perfect example of something that's being that's out there. I mean, this is out there. They he, This guy, I think it's Charlie Kirk that did it um, or one of the reps from one of the other uh, stations put that out there as proof, mm -hmm. you know, supposedly proof of Taylor having been recruited by the, you know, whatever. <laughs> Christ, man. I, it's, it's like, they, what the, what's his name called? It's like, it's like the Republican Party's on an acid trip. I mean, that's what they... Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's it, crazy. it is, it is. And uh, Rachel Maddow did a great A block the other night about how the Republican Party is actually disintegrating in lieu yeah. of transforming the party into just this one guy. Like there's really yeah. no more party establishment anymore because yeah. you see these state level parties, for example, in Michigan disintegrating. You see the national party in significant debt where they're having to take out lines of credit. Ronna McDaniel is on her way out. And the entire central thrust of the Republican movement is all about propping up Donald Trump. They don't even have a platform for God's sake. Famously, they didn't vote on a, a platform at all in 2020. So right now, the Republican Party continues to operate without an actual governing platform. But you know what? <clears throat> I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm cheering them on, Tim, because the faster they disintegrate, the better off democracy is going to be, isn't it? Uh, we are. Uh, yeah. All of us are cheering <laughs> all of that. I, yeah. I really relished uh, her uh, reporting on that and putting that whole story together because it is absolute chaos. I mean, they abandoned their platform in 2016, I think it was. It was 2016. 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they completely abandoned their platform. You know, and 2020, there's no debating. They also got rid of debating because they're not going to debate mm -hmm. because because they can't because they don't have a they don't have a candidate <laughs> right who can debate. Mm -hmm. They can't put him in front of a an audience with you know with all the stuff that's on his head right now. Yeah, you know they have no platform. They can't debate anymore. They they they're not they they're losing money. The RNC has lost. You know they they only got like eight or nine million in the bank. They're mm -hmm. they're they're not able. They don't have all the money. All the money is going to the the orange freak to to defend him against all the tri trials. I mean, that is literally what we have. And 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 as uh, Charlie Pierce was saying yesterday, uh, you know, he's saying you know there we don't have any. We have no reference in history. Yeah. We have no reference point in history to look back on, mm. to compare this to. Yeah. We don't have a reference point. It's like, you know, we got broadsided by COVID and we didn't have any recent recent experience to deal with COVID, you know, not, not a place, a, a time that we could look back on and say, oh, that happened 20 years ago. Here it is again. We, we have no reference point for the madness that we have now. And, and we know, absolutely know the cause, as mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier, the cause is the, the dissemination of, of propaganda, which is we didn't have propaganda news. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, you were growing up, we didn't have all that. And, and so we, we had people just reporting the information of what was happening and, and everybody across the board agreed it was the same information. I mean, we just don't, we just, we, now it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's complete chaos in terms of what's being broadcast. Never yeah. mind what's on the internet. The internet 
is one thing. It's voluntary. And there's all sides and all kinds on the internet. So if you choose to go down the rabbit hole on the internet, well, there's nothing anybody can do. The internet is what it is. You know, yeah. uh, the platforms can control the content of, of what people post the, because they're private companies and they can control and police that. But as, the, but as a whole, the internet, you can get information anywhere on the internet and it can be mm -hmm. the most horrid thing you can imagine. If somebody's sitting in their freaking living room, blah, 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 you can't stop them <laughs> from right. any of that. So, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, uh, so whether it's Steve Bannon or somebody else, those guys, you can't, you can't shut them up yeah. um, unless they directly physically threaten to harm someone in some way, shape or form. Then you can arrest them for that if they would, yeah. you know, but at the, end of the, at the end of the day, we have never seen the, the, the proliferation of, of, of propaganda cable news, mm -hmm. you know, uh, which is really what's, what's put us in the place that we're in. That yeah. has, it has simmered and cooked that, uh, that, uh, that phony grievance uh, mm -hmm. of one portion of the country over all these years. Uh, and turn them against women, turn them against minorities and against immigrants, against uh, gays. Yeah, that's what they've done. That's what they have done. Yeah, know? yeah. And that's what we're up against. Short break. Back with more Tim Russ right after these words. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. The thing that gives me some sort of hope and optimism, Tim, is the fact that even though it's super slow, and we've known this for a while, the government, the system runs slowly. It, I think uh, Barack Obama used to say it's, it was really slow to turn the ship of state. It's like a gigantic barge, and it takes a little time for it to make a U-turn. 
But in this case, I feel as though when it comes to Donald Trump, the system is actually rising up and stopping him, thankfully. I mean, it's a little bit too late, and the timing is super urgent given the fact that the election is just around the corner. But it is rising up. The system is saying, no, we don't tolerate despotism in this country. And here's what we're actually doing about it, whether it's the case in D.C. or whether it's the case in New York City or Fulton County or Florida. This is all clamping down on Donald Trump and his would-be tyranny. And so in that regard, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess you could put it. That's how. That's the best way to describe where I am right now. How about you? I, have, I, I agree with you 100%, Bob. I think the... Uh it is absolutely refreshing to yeah. hear uh, the D.C. court unanimously and and in great detail mm-hmm. uh, outline the fact that uh, this clown doesn't have any immunity. And in fact, you know, I don't think they should have. I think they should have gone with the abacus brief that came in from the outside before they decided that they shouldn't even. They're not even. They don't even have jurisdiction over the case, really, mm-hmm. because the case hasn't gone to trial yet. The case. You know, when you appeal a case like that, you appeal it after the verdict's been done. You don't, yeah. you don't, you know, do that prior to the to court case. And and again, what's most important to me is is the fact that you know uh, J- uh, J- uh, Tanya Chutkin needs to needs to keep that case going. She yeah. does not need to, she does not need to stop it. And and with any luck at all, I'm 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 assuming that the Supreme Court, you know, if he files his his appeal on Monday, mm-hmm. is not able to issue a stay based on what the lower court said in the brief yeah in their decision i'm i'm assuming that the supreme court this is what i'm worried about is that if, if if they want to issue a stay in the trial and so there's another delay mm-hmm. until they make up their minds about what they want to do i'm hoping that they just either reject the uh the the the, the decision to making the decision to send it back to the lower court and let the lower court stand and not take the appeal or that if they take the appeal, that the case can still keep going. I just want the wheels to keep turning yeah. on her trial because I heard that she had postponed it till August. Somebody said August for oh, her. Oh Jesus! Case. God, I that's hope what not. Somebody told, that's what I heard. I think my girlfriend said yesterday that she heard August. I I heard April. Okay. The last date I heard was April, which to me makes more sense mm-hmm. um, than waiting till August because I believe uh, uh, Fonnie Willis's trial is supposed to be in August. It's either August or September. Uh, is the is the Georgia case? That's when that's planned to go. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not pushed till August, for God's sakes. I mean, we've got the whole summer. Let's yeah. let's get something done here, man. Um, <laughs> but you're right. It's it's good to see the. It's good to see that finally, somebody, somebody is pushing back, mm-hmm. and somebody needs to push back. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. On, on this guy and his operation and whatever in the hell. It's one person, for God's sakes, man. Mm-hmm. It's one person. You've got to deal with him, you know, so his maggots are, you know, you know, can play with themselves on the rubble heap and, and, <laughs> and we we can be we can be on to the, the we can move forward into the future for mm-hmm. crying out loud. It's just yeah. Nuts. I think we'll have some sense in terms of where the Supreme Court is going to land on immunity and also, for that matter, on the 14th Amendment, which is the, the matter that's going to be at hand tomorrow during oral arguments in the Supreme Court. Are you going to you going to listen to the uh, the arguments tomorrow morning, Tim? I'll either do that live or I'll, you know, you know, I don't throw up till 12 o'clock, Bob. So, you know, I sleep <laughs> oh, that's in. Right. so yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'll be awake for all of that, but I will. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Then I'm going to be able to catch the highlights somewhere during mm-hmm. the day to see what the arguments are. I listened to the ones that during the other uh, presentation to the 
to the uh, appeals court, which was fascinating. Yeah. I listened to a lot of that because, you know, that guy was rambling on and I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Um, <laughs> well, so, did you, if you uh, noticed, he was actually repeating a lot of what Donald Trump says at his rallies, which indicated to me, obviously, <laughs> that Donald Trump is puppeteering his lawyers. No wonder they're qu- they're quitting and not getting paid. Well, yeah. 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 Not only that, but he was he was also doing what uh, the defenders of Trump also do is they they do the uh, I got to talk as fast as I can in word salad in order to uh, <laughs> avoid anything that's factual. <laughs> right. Because that, that's a big trip. You know, yeah, it's the yeah. uh, the Jim Jordan, the Jim Jordan trip, you know, the uh, Kaylee Mac. What is it? Kaylee? Is it McEnany? Kaylee yeah, McEnany. McEnany. Yeah. 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 Just talk really fast. <laughs> And say things that are completely irrelevant to what the question was. And, yeah. uh, you know, that that's how we get around all that. Yeah, I, I listened to that one. I'll probably get a catch. I'll try to catch a good chunk of this one mm-hmm. as well, because I'm sure it's going to be out there uh, to the arguments they're going to make. Yeah. Which is going to be fascinating, seeing as how um, the plaintiffs in this case uh, are, go- are going to be able to make the, what is it, the uh, the arguments using a case uh, history from the past mm-hmm. is going to be Gorsuch's case that he already decided in Colorado. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> They're just going to keep throwing that at him like every other ten, five minutes. I was like, well, LA, as, 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 as occurred in the case of such and such and blah, 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 <laughs> with Justice Gorsuch, yeah. who already decided the states have the right to keep somebody off the ballot. Uh, Right. That's going to be really awkward, man, for those guys. I can't imagine. Oh, plus I'm looking forward to Donald Trump's lawyers making asses of themselves in front of the Supreme Court, just the way John Sauer did in front of the D.C. Circuit. Like, as I said, Donald Trump is puppeteering these people. So I'm looking forward to hearing how Donald Trump himself is going to argue before especially justices who he appointed, uh, Gorsuch, as you said, uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. So this is going to be fascinating from many different levels, and it'll give us a sense in terms of where they're going to land on the 14th Amendment case and the Colorado Supreme Court and the ballot issue there. So along those lines, Glenn Kirshner on the Stephanie Miller show said he's pretty optimistic about the outcome. How do you think uh, the court is ultimately going to land on the uh, 14th Amendment Section 3 issue? I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm I kind of leaning towards uh, uh, agreeing with Glenn on this because Interesting. they have got to turn themselves into a pretzel to get around the language. Yeah. And these guys are all originalists. They're all federalists. Mm-hmm. And that's all about the original, original, original. And that is the original language is straightforward, man. Yeah. There's no legal ease in that language. None. Mm-hmm. It's any a third grader could understand what that is. So it's going to be very difficult uh, for them to to try to figure out how to get around it. The only thing that Trump's team can argue is that he didn't he didn't in fact commit the insurrection. I mean, that's the only thing they can say. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it because. The decision isn't whether he was the president or not, or whether he had immunity or not. No, the question is whether he incited the insurrection, whether he is guilty of the thing that they are assuming he is. Now, in the in the language, it says you don't have to be convicted of it. See, that's the thing. And I think the court, the only tiny window they have to get out of this is to is to maybe say that he they didn't feel he was adjudicated in the process of being accused of the insurrection. But in mm-hmm. fact, he was, yeah. because they had the, the hearing in the January 6th by the Congress, which outlined every single detail of that insurrection and the arrows all pointed back to him. And they've been pointing back to him since then. So that's the only out the court would have, is to mm-hmm. say that, 
we don't feel that there was enough adjudication to demonstrate that he, in fact, incited the insurrection, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he's yeah. also given aid and comfort to the insurrectionists. Mm-hmm. He's given aid and comfort to them. You know, he has... Calls he them has, hostages. Uh, yes, called them <laughs> hostages. He has done other things that are on record, on mm-hmm. tape and on video, Yeah. that he has given aid and comfort to those people. And that is also part of the 14th Amendment. You can't do that either. So, you know, I... I kind of wonder. I think it might, maybe it'll come down to, a, you know, a three of them say, um, three of them say no, and the other ones say yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. it'll come to that. Well, it's going to be, to me, it's going to be all about convincing John Roberts and maybe Neil Gorsuch that the insurrection that we're all calling an insurrection is actually the kind of insurrection that the framers of the 14th Amendment had in mind. Like, the context of the 14th Amendment was obviously the Civil War, and declaring a hot war against the United States prior to that seceding, firing upon Fort Sumter, and engaging in this uh, new Confederate government, which they could make the case, and this is the thing I'm concerned about, they could make the case that that's different than invading and occupying Congress, and therefore the 14th Amendment doesn't necessarily apply. Like something else would have to be uh, uh, proposed as far as either a law or an amendment that would create invading and occupying or trying to overthrow an election as being, you know, the definition of insurrection. I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking in terms of how John Roberts and like Neil Gorsuch or Brett Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett how they're going to perceive the definitions of some of these terms. And that's where I get a little sketchy, like, hmm, maybe they're going to use that as uh, like an escape hatch to get out of uh, having to uh, uh, say that Donald Trump can't be on any ballots or is ineligible to be president, which are two different things, by the way. Yeah. Yes. By comparing it to what happened yeah. Back in the uh, uh, back in the 1800s. uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, In terms of. what actions were taken uh, as to define the insurrection. Yeah, like exactly. What are the yeah, details yeah. that define what's an insurrection and what isn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, Maybe, it's like uh, saying, what, what, what's the definition of is? What, is, <laughs> what, yeah, what does is no, mean? You know, it's like that, that Bill mean, Clinton yeah. thing. But I think that's how they're going to try to kind of parse it as maybe an, a, a way to get out of uh, making Donald Trump ineligible. I, I, I don't know, but uh, I, man, that's I, a, that's a, and that's a, that's a very th- tiny, thin needle to try to, thread. <laughs> it really is. I mean, that's a, that's a thin needle to yeah, thread because yeah. I mean, even the, 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 you know, you know, halting an attempt to halt the progress of what, of Congress and the, and the peaceful transition of power. Um, there's other evidence, clear evidence that they were planning on keeping him in office, which would be insurrection. Yeah. I mean, uh, that it, that's the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. they there's clear evidence that, that there were steps taken from the White House, from him and his staff, to halt the process of the transition of power, yeah. which, yeah. Uh, to me, by definition, is insurrection. You are refusing to leave office. Mm-hmm. That was their goal, was refusing to leave office. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, is taking over the government of the country um, unlawfully, uh, without the, the the vote of the people, so I think that that yeah they're not using cannons, and they're not using guns, and they're not mm-hmm. you know uh, whatever in that regard. But the concept is pretty darn close to 
what that is. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you when you include the totality of all the things that they made, and I assume when they're making a case, the plaintiffs are making their case in Colorado for this thing, you know, if they're going to lay out what is and what is insurrection or what he did, all the steps he took to stop, you know, the process of the, the transition of power, you know, based on the January 6th hearing evidence, man, there's a mountain of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on what Jack Smith has, you know, as evidence, there's a lot of it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's there as evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, support his attempt to stay in power. Yeah. That's what he tried to do. So to me, you know, I don't know how you get around that. It's, you know, you're right. They could, they, they're going to have, like you said, they're going to have to figure out how to thread the needle. They're right. going to try to figure out, you know, if they're going to do the, 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 the orange freaks, you know, bidding, <laughs> you know, if they're going to, if, if his hand picked fricking, you know, uh, uh, fricking gnomes, garden gnomes are going to do <laughs> what he wants them to do, uh-huh. then they're going to have to figure out a way to thread the needle you know, and come up with some jibber jabber and something or other to make it look like, yeah, well, we can't give Colorado that right. I still think it's going to be hard, <laughs> given their own boy on the court, yeah. the one that decided it before. I, I, it's really tough, man. That's going to be tough. Let's put it in these terms, Tim. There are two people in this country right now, uh, John Roberts, and as I said before, either Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, or Amy Coney Barrett, who will decide whether or not the Republicans are making a colossal mistake in trying to nominate this guy who might not even be eligible to be president, two people could actually decide to strip the Republicans of their chosen nominee, sending the whole process, at least on the Republican side, into absolute mayhem. I swear to God, I'm, uh, you know, I'm popping the popcorn now because this is... (laughs) This is an, inc- I cannot believe they're ready to do this. They're ready to nominate a guy who might not even be eligible to be president. This Republican Party, who is known for, as long as I've been covering politics up until a certain point, was known for their forward thinking, always planning a few steps down the road rather than whatever is immediate to them. And, mm-hmm. and yet Donald Trump comes along and they throw all that out. It's just, okay, whatever Donald Trump needs right now, we're going to see if we can give it to them. <laughs> just madness <laughs> well the other aspect of what the court is thinking and and we and we've heard this before as well uh, by some of the legal eagles um there is the aspect of the court if the court grants him an opportunity to stay on the ballot if donald trump was to win uh, a, a office he is going to make the court irrelevant you see the court yeah is at risk of losing their power if they put a dictator in office. Yes. And they gotta be thinking about that at night. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they've heard what he has been saying. I'm pretty sure they're aware of his intentions. I'm pretty sure they know who this clown is. And his intentions are to take control of everything. Netanyahu tried to do it in Israel, tried to take control of the judiciary, their high court. Mm-hmm. Right. And the people were in the streets for months in the millions against that. And this guy, Trump, would do exactly the same thing. Potentially, Mm -hmm. he would he would ignore, override, overrule or do something to to get around the courts and defy them. And they're not about to let, you know, one person take away their power, not those clowns. Yeah. You know, the, the other, as it were, Supreme Court. They're not about to give away the Supreme to somebody else. Right. Um, because 
So that, I think, may also be playing in the back of their minds. Maybe they have to just turn around and say, you know, this guy is killing us. Mm -hmm. You know, he's killing us. Most of them are Republicans on there, right? You know, they see their party disintegrating before their very eyes. They got to be. Come on, it's got to be bothering them, Mm -hmm. right? And if they say, look, let's put this dude to rest. Nobody else will do it. We can do it. And, and get him out of there, make him irrelevant. You know, hey, you know what the Republicans, like you were just saying, who aren't thinking, who usually were thinking, you know, two or three steps ahead. If they got him off the ballot and they go for Nikki Haley, they've got a stronger candidate against Biden than Trump is. But yeah. at least they got somebody they can look at and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, she's not as bad as Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be the, typically, t- typically to me, t- tactically, that would be the smartest thing. Yes, Trump is going to say, don't vote for her. He'll say, don't vote for her. He'll get his maggots in line and say, you know, refuse to vote because they've all conspired against me and they've all thrown me under the bus and they're all a bunch of rhinos and yada, yada, yada. He'll tell his stupid, you know, cultist flock that that's the case. And yeah, they may not vote for Nikki in numbers. That could happen. Mm-hmm. But at least he would be gone. You yeah, know, they, yeah. they need him gone is what they need. You know? Yeah, and going back to what you were saying about the courts, how Donald Trump will render the courts irrelevant, or at least the unfavorable courts, uh, because, yeah. you know, the federal society basically controls a good portion of the courts right now, which, and they would ostensibly be in Donald Trump's camp on all of this. But my point is that going back to presidential immunity, if Donald Trump becomes president again, He's going to make his own immunity. It doesn't matter how the D.C. Circuit has ruled on presidential immunity. Once he gets back in office, he's going to use Project 2025. He's he's going to use his purge of the federal bureaucracy to install loyalists who will make sure that he can do whatever he wants with impunity. They're going to make sure, especially moving the Department of Justice under direct control of the White House, there's going to be no check on his power. There's going to be no one to stop him. Not even state-level prosecutions uh, are going to be able to budge him out of that building. Like, you think no, if Fonnie no. Willis gets a favorable conviction of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's already president, that he's going to go, okay, I'll fly to Atlanta and turn myself in. That's not going to happen. Never, and there's going to be no one who's going to force him to do that. And in, in, in fact, along those lines, there's going to be no one to tell him after four years that it's time to go and dress drag him yep. by the scruff out of the White House. This is not going to yeah. happen. And that's the thing that concerns yeah. me the most, that this debate that we're having about presidential immunity and the D.C. Circuit ruling, and for that matter, the 14th Amendment discussion, it's not going to matter if Donald Trump wins and ends up uh, abusing this power. Well, absolutely. And and I think, you know, here again, I think the Supreme Court is, I think they're aware of that. I, I think that might be something that they're, that, that, that that's causing them a difficulty in sleeping sometimes. I, I think that so. that might be... That might be an issue, again, like you said, if he takes over the, the White House and he, and he controls the DOJ, he controls, he literally replaces everybody with his uh, cultist sycophants. Um, they, uh, he could manipulate the system and dare anyone to challenge him. I mean, you'd have to literally march, you know, the, you know, the, somebody in there with, with uh, guns and, and whatever to take him out. I mean, that's literally what you'd have to do. Uh, in order to stop whatever legislation it is that he would want to do. Even if we had control of the Congress, you know, uh, and passed a law, you know, saying he has to go or impeached him or whatever in the hell, Mm -hmm. I don't think he would go. I think he would just refuse to go. 
Um, and who's going to, you know, what are they going to do? So I think very much that uh, that they are aware, the high court is aware of the possibility of him literally circumventing all of the laws and all the rules once he gets back into power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, along with Project 2025 and the other one, uh, something, what was it, something? Uh, oh, Schedule career. F. You're talking about Schedule, Schedule F. F. Yeah, 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 Schedule F. It allows him to fire... You know, any uh, worker that's been there, you know, any official that's or a worker that's worked for the government that has nothing to do with with politics. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of their job being able to fire anybody in any position uh, who are career uh, federal government workers. So, yeah, I mean, I think the I think the court has to be aware. I think they have to be aware of the danger of this guy ever getting back into office, um, regardless of whether or not he appointed them or not or uh, whether they agree with them or not, whatever. I, I think there's that element that has got to be haunting them. You know, it's yeah. got to be in the back of their minds, you know, as to whether to let him on the ballot. And I have to go again with Glenn Kirshner. I think there's a possibility that they're going to, they're going to say that Colorado's decision stands, you know, please let that be true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, absolutely. Please. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it, uh, won't, it, it won't happen that this, uh, I think most of the, the states that are controlled by the Republican legislature, they're not going to keep them off the ballot, but the other ones could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that could hurt. Them. I mean, all it takes is one or two swing states to do it and that's it. I mean, it. And, and it doesn't that's even it. matter because if the Supreme court determines that he's ineligible, irrespective of whether he's on the ballot, I mean, he can still be on the ballot and not become president because he's ineligible. So that could end up being the consequences of this 14th amendment challenge before the court. So we'll see how that all plays out. But meantime, Tim, uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you about how the Senate Republicans today have blocked that border security deal in a test vote. That was a Republican thing that Joe Biden said, okay, I'll go along with that if you give me funding for Ukraine and Israel and Gaza, et cetera. And now they're reneging on that because Donald Trump crapped his pants and said, no way. Do you think Trump's blocking of this border security legislation is going to hurt his chances, knowing that he's making the border one of his central campaign themes? Uh, He is absolutely uh, wanting to use the border and Mm -hmm. the Republican Party wants to use the the border. They're all they all want to use the border as a wedge issue. They want to use the border. They have to have culture wars and all that kind of noise and and terror tactics and scare tactics. I mean, that's how their base works. That's how they operate. Mm -hmm. So they absolutely want to keep that thing. Well, what's his name said it? Grassley just said it. We don't want to do any favors for Biden. We don't want to make him look good. I mean, the man actually said that Mm -hmm. as a sitting representative, you know, in the face of of this blatant and, and, and epic hypocrisy. Uh, they, they, they've actually <laughs> admitted it, you know, that all their, it's entirely political, yeah. you know, uh, you know, here they are trying to, you know, uh, impeach Mayorkas for not securing the border, uh, even though impeachment requires, uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. If they want to impeach Mayorkas for not doing his job well, then they should impeach the entire Republican party for not doing their jobs. Yeah. I mean, that that's essentially what they're saying. How can you how can you impeach this dude just because for saying he's not doing his job well? When you <laughs> guys aren't ridiculous. even doing the job, you're, you're at the same yeah. time trying to trying to not pass the the bill that would help Mayorkas do his job. Exactly. I, I mean, again, it, on its face, they they again twist themselves into knots because they don't have any other issues. Mm-hmm. They have nothing else to run on. What the economy? 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we have the strongest economy on planet Earth. Yeah. Okay? Um, we have the best economy on Earth out of all the other developed nations. Mm-hmm. And everything is pointing in the right direction for the economy for Biden. And they are toast yeah. in that area. They can't even, Fox can't. Fox has to admit it. You know it's bad when they're giving, their own people are saying, yeah, man, this is <laughs> this is rock'em sock'em for uh, Biden and there's nothing they can do. So mm-hmm. what else do they have? Yeah. They don't, they gotta, don't have anything else. They, they don't. What are they going to? They, they, were they going to run on a, a abortion? Hmm, that's a stinky one. <laughs> no. They, they, they know what that one is. Yeah. They know that's not a good road to go down, so they know they're not going to say a whole lot about that. We are, but they aren't. And, in fact, that leaves the border. So yeah. at the end of the day, somebody somewhere is going to have to do something. Yeah. Because now we, now we can use that against them. Exactly. We can use it against them. Yeah. In, yes. addition, in addition to Dobbs, this yes. is the Republican Party, and Donald Trump for that matter, it's their fatal error in this campaign season because, yeah, they can continue to demonize migrants uh, coming across the border. They can continue to demonize border security and all the rest of it, but all that's going to do is secure the people who are already going to vote for Donald Trump. They're not going to be able to pick up any swing voters out of all of this no. because no. of this fuckery with with Trump killing this border security legislation. That's going to tell swing voters, well, you know, they're not serious about doing this. They're just demagoguing this issue. So they're going to lose out on those swing voters who may end up either staying home or uh, they may end up voting for Joe Biden or they may end up voting for a third party candidate uh, somewhere down the ballot. So this is really encouraging to me. Um, Obviously, it'd be nice if they could get uh, Ukraine funding and uh, the additional whatever other funding that uh, Joe Biden wanted to accomplish in all of this. It'd be great yeah. if they could get that at some point here soon, because if it's if if Ukraine goes, there's a Russian general is already talking about, well, we're going to go to Europe next. We're going to start invading Europe next. And that's I'm concerned about that. But that's a whole other story. Here's the thing. I mean, they're not they're screwing themselves with this border security thing. And once again, I'm totally here for it. It's great news for democracy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's a it's a <clears throat> I think it's going to be a. And as it is, they've lost a lot of swing voters and independents yeah. anyway already, you know, just from all of his antics and the trials and the yeah. cases and every damn thing else he's been saying and doing. So um, that that march would continue on to anything like that. And, um, you know, yeah, that would be interesting to see the an invasion of Europe. Let's see. Uh, stealth fighters, uh, the YF-22, <laughs> the, the Raptor, mm, yeah, yeah, the, the B-2, I'd love to, yeah, absolutely, you go right ahead. <laughs> right, you right, know. yeah, and in fact, Malcolm Nance, was, that Malcolm Nance was saying on Stephanie's show today, he's like, yeah, good luck, guys, you can barely handle Ukraine, good luck with Europe, <laughs> that's yeah. not gonna, yeah. that's not really gonna work. That's not gonna happen, yeah, you no. go after a NATO country and it's pretty much all over, right, yeah, it's done, right, right. it's your toast, it, it's your complete toast. Toast, um, toast with jam and butter and everything else on it. Um, yeah. To, yeah, so it's fascinating. I think yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and I and I and 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 just a thing about you know uh, when they were talking about uh, the other issue, which is uh, Israel. I think the funding for Israel is also in that package, isn't it? I think. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's Plus, there's for funding for Gaza in there as well. In Gaza, so yes, the Gaza civilians, which is absolutely yeah. appropriate. And they, and I think that 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 what really bugs me is the is the you know bashing Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, from either side. I mean, yeah. I, you, there's a, it's a no-win situation, mm-hmm. no matter what you say in terms of that region. 
And uh, and what people have to stop and people have to stop and think. Number one, they got to crack a history book open, <laughs> and they have to learn about that region and the history of that region. And it goes back two or three thousand years. Yeah. Um, those tribes, and they were tribes. That's mm -hmm. what they were. They were not Western cultures. They were tribes. And they have been fighting with each other for two or three thousand years. Number one. Number two, they were mostly colonized by Northern European countries. What a shock. Uh, colonized, you know, by Northern European countries for mm -hmm. a very long time. Yeah. And then abandoned immediately. Um, uh, artificial uh, borders were drawn up in World War after World War One. So those borders are artificial. They're not even real uh, between those countries. And uh, there's a history with Israel, there's a history with the British occupation after World War II in that region. Uh, the Palestinians took over that region in 700 AD, and the Israelis were booted out, and they have been there since that time, up mm -hmm. until the end of World War II, after World War II was over. Yep. So there has been that conflict in these, with these people for that long a time. And you have no business, and there's nothing much you can do to get in between the two of them. As long as the leaders of both sides, which would be the leaders of Hamas and leaders of, 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 of Israel, um, unless you change out that leadership yeah. with people who are willing to make uh, con uh, concessions and willing to negotiate and willing to sacrifice and willing to do all these things, mm. are you ever going to solve that problem? And yeah. you need to, and there's nothing, I don't give a rat's ass who's in power. I don't care, man, Obama, Jesus, I don't care who's in power. Nobody's going to be able to stop that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing, you cannot blame Biden or anybody else for what happens over there. It, he's not in charge of either one of those countries. Right. And no other NATO leader is in charge of any one of those countries. They have to clean that mess up themselves and they have to take care of it themselves. And that's it. And it may take another thousand years for that to actually happen. Mm -hmm. So sit back, you know, and relax you know, uh, and, and, and watch the show because that's what's going to be the case. Yeah. There's nothing we're going to be able to do. So, uh, I'd like to see blaming Biden for that. Like see Jesus try to fix it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it, I don't Jesus, know how he do that, if, but if Jesus came down tomorrow, they, yeah. they still be fighting with each other over yeah. it. I swear to God, they would, they, well, they, somebody would have an issue or problem with it. Right. And maybe, maybe then it'd be too late. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, the rapture. Here we go. Oh my God, yes. Oh, here we go. Now we're all going to disappear, and everybody's yeah, going to go away. Yeah. And oh my goodness, yeah, <laughs> the hey, rapture. Do you have time Woo. for you have time for a quick astronomy question from Twitter? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, David P on Twitter asked today. Uh, he said, asked him about the James Webb Telescope, and does he think something like that sparks amateur astronomy or kills it? What do you think? Does it does it harm amateur astronomy in any way? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. Um, the James okay. Webb uh, has has nothing to do, uh, really, with amateur astronomy. In fact, it should motivate amateur mm -hmm. astronomy. It yep. should uh, inspire and motivate people to take up astronomy and telescopes. I, in fact, have this year more sessions on astronomy. Uh, seminars and uh, and presentations on astronomy than I do on Trek for the first time wow. uh, since Star Trek. I have more of those this year than I do have for Trek conventions and things like that. It's absolutely remarkable. Um, but and I'm gladly I'll you know there to do it. I love the the subject. But yeah, the James Webb is oh man is incredible in what it's been doing. Yeah, it has really shaken the uh, professional astronomers and astrophysicists all over the world in terms of their concepts and theories about uh, the Big Bang, the expansion of the universe, and the early development of the cosmos. Um, 
they are now trying to rethink and repackage and reassess and reevaluate all of their uh, uh, previous theories and 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 things like that as a result of this this uh, this discovery. And right now, for amateur astronomer, uh, amateur astronomy, the, the the technology that's being released, the tools, the telescopes that are being that are coming out, a new one just this year, mm-hmm. that's a, a better model than the one that I have now, yeah. um, is unbelievable. What you can do as an amateur astronomer, and I mean unbelievable, um, imaging telescopes, regular telescopes that you could carry in a backpack, um, no extra gear. Um, and with an eyepiece and everything else, and you can look at galaxies from your backyard in the middle of a city, in the middle of a city. Oh, holy like shit. Like Los Angeles. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is it infrared or something? How does that work? Nope. It is an imaging telescope. So it has a mirror. It has okay. digital um, um, uh, magnification. So the object that you're looking at is much is larger than it normally would be in a regular scope that size. It's a relatively small piece. And it takes the light because your eye can only see one layer of light at a time. Right. So as if you look at a telescope and look at an object, it may look like just a light fuzzy ball in a, an optical telescope, mm-hmm. um, which is what most astronomer, amateur astronomers use, uh, either a mirror or a piece of glass, one of the two. Yeah. So this telescope takes that light and it can keep taking that light and layering the light super, super fast. So it stacks that light up and the object gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And it does it within three to four minutes. And you can see it in the eyepiece and it also captures the color of the objects. So you can see the nebulas in color. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is no, but no optical scope is going to do that. Yeah. And you can get it done in three to four minutes within the city of Los Angeles with all the light pollution in the world. So that's what this thing can do. That's it. And it's one price, one package, it's done. It's incredible. Who's, and it's fairly simple to use. Who makes that telescope? This is Unistellar. Okay. It is called the Unistellar E is in Edward, V is in Victor Scope, EV Scope. And oh, there's wow. a new one that just came out this year. Um, and I just, off the top of my head, it just came out like literally two weeks ago. I'm just trying to remember the name of it. It's a brand new model. Um, and this thing is even more powerful than the one I have, which is last year's model, the EV Scope 2. Yeah. So the price of the EV Scope 2 is going to come down. You should be able to get one of those, either secondhand or even the, the original one. It'll mm-hmm. probably be less expensive. I don't know what the new one is running for. Okay. But the new one, again, is very powerful, and you want to make sure you get the one with the eyepiece on it because that's what makes it exciting. All to right. To be able to look in the eyepiece and see it naked eye. And you can look at it without taking your glasses off. It's amazing. The eyepiece is that wide field. So oh. it's an amazing instrument for people who are amateur astronomers. And I promote it everywhere I go because I represent it. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Great. Yeah. So you, but, you have you have like an endorsement deal with those guys? Yes, I do. Oh, and, nice. And I'll, and I'll send you, Bob, I mm. will send you, because you haven't seen the images that this thing will do. Oh, please do. Um, yeah. I will send them to you as soon as we get off the air. And I... I'm, I, I have your email, so I'll send them in your email. Okay. What this thing will do um, in three to four minutes' time. Oh, so yeah, I can't you wait. Know, yeah. You won't. You will not believe what it will do. <laughs> I can capture supernovas mm-hmm. in distant galaxies. I've captured a supernova in a distant galaxy. I have worked with NASA on the Lucy mission with this telescope by tracking an asteroid, okay, and captured comets. 
Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of captured comets, you know what? Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about this. Have we discussed For All Mankind, Ron Moore's uh, series on uh, Apple TV? Uh, no, we haven't. It, no, so, no. What, have you seen that show? It's an incredible show. It's uh, it's the Mars expedition, right? Yeah, it's uh, an alternative history where the inciting incident is that the Soviets make it to the moon first. And that right. keeps the space race going in perpetuity so that we make much greater advancements in space exploration than we have in our actual timeline. And it's uh, utterly fascinating. In fact, uh, speaking of Star Trek, it seems like it's a soft prequel to Star Trek. You can see where Ron Moore is like looking at For All Mankind as, well, this could be something that precedes the Star Trek universe. Like, this is how we get to the Star Trek utopia. And so it's utterly mm. fascinating to see mm. this alternative history. But I also know NASA people, uh, Rocky Mountain Mike from the Stephanie Miller Show, in fact, who's like, ah, you know what? I like the actual NASA history. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need an alternative history. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, it's fact, in fact, yeah. Yeah, in fact, um, you know, what's interesting uh is 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 what Asimov put in his book uh, Robots of Dawn. The, if once the once you start colonizing, mm-hmm. colonizing off-world. Yeah. Um it would be interesting to find out what the social structure is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um colonizing off-world when you have taken a group of people who might even be born off-world. Yeah. Um, and, and raised off-world. What is the social structure going to be like? Mm-hmm. Never mind, I mean, we don't know about the politics and, and how many countries might be involved in all that, but you've also just got the social structure. What's that social structure going to be like? Do you think they're going to have demagogues like uh, 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 Trump <laughs> running the place or taking over space the place? Trump, or, Tim, space Trump, Tim? Space Trump? <laughs> <laughs> having to having having elections to elect some some you yeah. know head of the of the planetary whatever in the hell it is mm-hmm. colony or whatever on the moon and who's in charge and who isn't and who appoints them and who doesn't and who's it you know how is all that going to work and how are they going to live and how are they going to how is it going to be in an off-world colony because that's what's you know star trek is off-world it's not you know, there, it's definitely there's a, the, the Federation can be based on Earth, but from everything else has taken off. It, people are living and existing on other worlds mm-hmm. and other colonies. Yeah. So how are those colonies going to be run? How are they going to be governed? Yeah. You know, what's going to be their rules and their laws? Well, how is that going to work? You know, yeah, in fact, uh, it's very different for all mankind kind of covers that a little bit uh, in season three and definitely in season four and see by the season four, there's a Mars colony and there's an entire kind of subtext of sort of the lower level workers being discontented with the fact that they're lower, lower level workers and they uh, try to unionize. And it's, it's a fascinating look at not, not just the technology and the advancements of space exploration, but, and they're also trying to capture an asteroid because it's got a, a gigantic, like world changing amount of iridium inside the asteroid. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what the, Management versus labor situation would be <laughs> That's right, you know, on again, Mars. all the way out in space, and who's yeah, going to be yeah. who's going to be the one going out to repair the whatever, and who's going to be the one cleaning up all the garbage or recycling all the whatever mm-hmm. uh, the piss and everything that everybody's done, yeah. you know, to back into water. And who's in charge of all that stuff versus the people who are management? And is there going to be 
a hierarchy in terms of how they live. Mm-hmm. Is everybody going to be living the same? Are the quarters going to be the same? Is there going to be a parrot? Is there going to be parity with everything that, in terms of uh, how people live? Are there going to be people who have more, mm-hmm. uh, other people who have less? You see, how is that, that going to play? Yeah. Does yeah. everybody have an equal say? Does everybody have an equal share of the goodies? Is everybody paid the same? You know, that would be one way to get mm-hmm. around a lot of that is just is that everybody is is equal in how they are, how they live. Yeah. Uh, what whatever they're earning, there is parity that everybody, even the people in charge, mm-hmm. um, everybody makes the same. Now that would cut out all that other nonsense right quick. Yeah. You know, because everybody would, you know, and is it going to be a democratic system mm-hmm. uh, choosing who's going to run the show and who isn't? You know, we have, there's, is the democracy that's, you know, 270 years old, you know, uh, going to still apply, you know, 200 years from now. And yeah. it's going to be fascinating. I mean, it's just it's just fascinating. Absolutely. Uh, all of that is it, it, yeah. as to where it can go and what can happen. And uh, and uh, you, you and I will be around long enough to see some of that start. So it'll yes, be that's super out. exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's one very, of the things I'm keeping an eye exciting. on because, I mean, just watching this series, I'm like, oh, God, we're so far behind. The series, right? they were doing in 1983 in this series what we're only beginning to do now. So that's how far behind we are from the For All Mankind timeline versus oh, yeah. the actual timeline. So it's, yes, it's that's the thing. It's tantalizing. It's like, again, it's like watching when you watch Star Trek, the tantalizing utopia of it. it it makes you excited and optimistic but at the same time there's this longing like geez i wish we could get to it without having to do world war three and a eugenics war in the meantime i just oh. i want that to be the way things are now you know, <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? yeah absolutely it, it's a it's a fascinating thing we're 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 not even we don't even rank as a class one civilization yet you yeah know? we're yeah. getting there you yeah know? but but it's a while it's gonna be a ways before we get there so if we don't annihilate ourselves at some point in time, um, we, you know, it is inevitable that we will get, you know, into at least, you know, close to a class one civilization in yeah. the not too distant future. And, and from that point forward, who knows? Um, there's a lot of speculation on the technology that we can develop and we can get into, uh, especially using the dreaded AI to get there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's, you know, it, as long as we're around, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So where are you going to be as far as these astronomy appearances and when's the next performance of the Tim Russ crew? Um, now the next performance of Tim Russ crew is going to be here in Los Angeles at the Kibitz room on February 16th and February 25th mm-hmm. uh, of this month. And that's on my website. It's a uh, Tim Russ, uh, com. If you just text my name, uh, I mean, uh, type my name into Google, my webpage is going to come up, and all my appearances are on there. I always put the dates and times yeah. and the locations. And as far as the astronomy, I've got an astronomy presentation. This, Some of these are just, I want to say, in-house for local astronomy clubs. Okay. Um, Zoom sessions, as it were. I see. Um, I've got one in it. I've got one uh, coming up uh, this weekend, as a matter of fact, on the 10th. Um, and I've got a couple more, one on the 24th of this month, um, which is done... Uh, it's from another state. It's out of state, and it's just uh, be on a Zoom for that. So those are mostly astronomy clubs that are, you know, self-contained or whatever the people that are. Right, it's not really a public public thing? Not really a public one. The the star parties that I take place, that I actually go up and actually participate in with Mm. the Los Angeles Astronomy Club, um, takes place on the third uh, week, approximately the third week of every month on a Saturday night. 
um, at Griffith Observatory, and that's a regular thing. Wow. So if I'm available and the weather is decent enough to take it up, I'm up there with all the other astronomers with all of our telescopes on the front lawn of the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles. Maybe you'll, um, see, uh, Ste- maybe you'll see Stephanie Miller up there hiking endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be only hiking because she's not going to be up there with the telescopes. Um, <laughs> that is not her concern. Uh, she. She, you know, she would rather be watching her love stories, um, not <laughs> up there freezing her ass off in the cold. Um, uh, I might. Yeah, I might. But I get up there at nighttime. She's going to be done with that hike by that time. But but uh, but all the you know, the people have to check the calendar out. Uh, the Griffith, yeah. uh, Griffith Observatory website calendar will tell you exactly what weekend. It's either the third or the fourth weekend, depending upon the phase of the moon. Okay. Because the, typically the moon is usually going to be um, um, a quarter or a half, sometimes three quarters. It depends on they want to be out there when it's half or three quarters moon because it's more interesting to look at the moon when it's shaded. So yeah. uh, they're typically up there on the third or fourth weekend of the month, and it's every month uh, weather providing. Um, and I am usually up there as long as my schedule allows uh, as well. Okay. So as far as being right here in Los Angeles, um, um, that's where I'll be. And uh, the rest of those presentations are all, you know, they're via Zoom and they're all for the astronomy clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I did public was just recently, it was a couple of weeks ago, was over in, um, Arkansas. I did one in Arkansas. Wow. Rock. And that was a, I traveled there and made a, a presentation on stage, uh, in their auditorium for the, for local people to come and, you know, check it out. So that, boy, I'll tell you, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing this yeah. year. I've had four of them. There's going to be four or five of them this year. Well, your, enthusi- your enthusiasm is infectious, Tim. So it's like getting me up. I'm looking over my wallet. Okay, yeah, I'm going to buy that uh, telescope. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I'm going to get in line. But uh, dude, I- I'll tell you, it's uh, you know, it's pricey, but it's uh, cheaper than trying to do it the the old fashioned way. So yeah, yeah, um, it's cheaper and easier and quicker, and it's simple. You know, uh, as far as the learning curve. I prefer a rock with a light switch. That's my style. Um, <laughs> I like it that simple. And the yeah. telescope is relatively simple to operate for a novice. They've got a very good support system uh, to help you with along your way. They've got plenty of information on the the uh, steps to take in order to get everything up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very reliable system. I've been using it for a while, and um, I'm hopefully going to upgrade. I think to the next the next telescope that they have just released. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, like I said, what it can do is, I don't know, it's stunning. I have okay. on my Instagram, um, I have those images posted on my Instagram, uh, a number of them. So people can go there and take a look at them yeah. and, um, and, and check and see. So I'll yeah. put a link in the description for your Instagram and I'll put a link in the description for your Tim Russ webpage.com appearances Appreciate page. It. So everyone can yep. get a uh, direct look in terms of where you're going to be next. And, and Very there's, good. uh, also cons in there as well as, uh, the dates for the Tim Russ crew. So yes, but, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friend. It's great talking to you again. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. And thanks for uh, thanks forward. for repeatedly talking me off the ledge too. That's uh, always helpful. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, well, help it's, it's quid pro quo. Yeah. It's 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 quid pro quo. Right. You talk me off the ledge. I talk you off the ledge. Exactly. <laughs> and hopefully we won't jump off the ledge together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fingers crossed. All right. Talk to you next All time, right, my friend. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Kings and queens in their palace.